Bush and Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. And we want to start tonight's podcast with a bit of an apology because obviously if you remember on yesterday's episode, we were, we were mocking our producer, Adem, for the fact that he was a bit poorly and was under the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we, we got him to talk. He doesn't often appear on, on the podcast, got him to talk. I think we refer to him as a poorly little sparrow. Yes. And his, his croaky, squeaky little voice. He ain't here today, is he? It's kind of rebounded back on us and it's yeah. made us look quite bad. In fact, he gave us quite the scare. We were messaging him earlier on in the uh, the Hometime Show Laugh A Minute WhatsApp group and he didn't reply for ages. Uh, but then we finally spoke to him and he, and he did chat to us from his deathbed like a Greek tragedy <laughs> painting or whatever. And he's okay, but uh, he's certainly milking it, isn't he? He's not he really... is milking it, but the reason why we're doing this apology here is because we know he will listen to this episode. Yes, he will listen to this episode. So... Um, <laughs> Like we're sorry and we hope you, you get a bit better. A little bit better. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Good to have you company. We were just talking about um, unusual Christmas traditions a bit before the show and it seems like Richie and I have a similar experience with this. One of the, the main Christmas traditions in our house and our family is haunting the younger generations with the ghosts of some truly awful Christmas presents that you had when you were a kid. And the reason you do that is because you want to make them... I mean, I certainly feel like, um, you know, Thea and Erin are middle daughter my eldest daughter don't know how lucky they are they don't they just get toys these days kids have got everything these days haven't they a lot of times so they don't realise how lucky they are so what you do is is give them a kind of a wake up call a shot of coffee uh, of just how bad Christmas presents used to be when you were yeah. a kid to kind of jolt them into action a little bit so for example I've been threatening this year to put an orange in each of their stockings <laughs> we, which was, was a present wasn't it <laughs> we always would have an orange at the bottom of the stock you get to the bottom you know exactly what is in there you think there's presents left but it's yeah. not one of them's an orange but it's it's like a rite of passage because I, I remember my mum and dad going on about the whole orange thing. We're going to put that in your in your stocking. They also mum um, used to go on about having like a like a spinning top was like her main <laughs> like you know something you play with if you were like trying to get out of the way of like a, a messersmith. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they used to do it to us. Now I'm doing it to our kids. We would always have a chunk of coal threatened <laughs> at the side of the house. There was like a little alleyway and there was a coal cupboard in there because we had a coal fire with a coal hole <laughs> with a coal hole. And there was yeah. always the, dad would always open it up. And go if you if you're not careful, this is what you're getting. Your mother and I wrapping this up. Chunk of coal. You'd always fear that it was going to be the coal in the bottom of the stocking as well. Well, do you know what? G- given the uh, energy price at the moment, that's the equivalent of a £20 <laughs> it voucher, isn't it? That's for sure. So look, if you have at any point scared your children with terrible presents that you used to have when you were a kid, or your parents used to do it to you, uh, get in touch with Home Time tonight. We'd love to hear from you. It's 8, 12, 15, a text. Uh, Scott in Great Yarmouth has texted saying, regarding the orange that we both had as a, a threat, he says, we always put an orange in our kids' stockings, they can't open their main presents until they've eaten the orange. That's like some kind of uh, Fort Boyard <laughs> challenge. Shaking hands, trying to get an orange open <laughs> before you're allowed to open your gifts. It's awful, isn't it? So if you've done that, any form of... Let's open it up to any form of uh, Christmas threat. Yes. Because it's part of the fun, isn't it? A lot of different threats coming in. Uh, unbelievable, unruly parent behaviour. Carl says, um, I had a client who had a really unruly young daughter and in order to get her in check throughout the year, he used to say that the PRI light on the burglar alarm was Santa checking in to watch her behaviour. As if Santa's going to be in a burglar alarm. That is unbelievable. He hasn't got that kind of tech. <laughs> uh, get this from Mal. In the good old days of the coal fire, always have a few small empty boxes under the tree. If the kids played up, grab one and throw it on the fire. Wow. 
That is unbelievable. That be the worst so far. Uh, we've got Jackie on the line. Jackie, tell us about your childhood. Um, when I was little, I actually got a bag of coal for Christmas at the end of my bed because I've been naughty. Wow. So, I mean, I've, I've heard of individual pieces of coal being put in yeah. stockings, but... I, I know I was really naughty. There was a couple of pieces of coal. That's the equivalent of, like, um, Godfather-esque <laughs> in the bed morning, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Do you mean a whole bag of coal? Yes. It wasn't a very big bag, but it was still a bag of coal at the bottom of the bed. That actually means that your parents had had to go down to the petrol station, to the forecourt, to actually carry through that entire threat. It's also a fair bit of wrapping paper as well. It is, but I'm a lot older than I sound, so it was, you know, when you'd have coal in the house. (laughs) Back in those days, the good old days. Uh, And then have you you started any... uh, Have you passed this tradition on, putting coal into stockings for kids now or grandkids? No, I do, but I do still do the clementine and the walnuts because that's what we used to have. Do you like how you said about the little oranges and stuff? We used to have, like, an an orange, an apple and um, walnuts. Any kids listening to this show who might be moaning about how long it's taken to download a digital code for a video game on Christmas Day, imagine getting walnuts for Christmas. Honestly, it's a lover. Jill says, I got my son a bit of guttering after he broke the original with his football. I then added that Santa knows what you did. Uh, We've got Zoe on the line. Zoe, what would you get up to? So, um, I work in a hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they've been good or bad, any time, I don't care, I point to one of the security cameras and I tell them that Santa's watching all the time. Oh, my word. That's next level, isn't it? Where Where is <laughs> this hotel? Works. What kind of hotel vibe you got going on here? Um, it's in one of the like main hotspots on Sky. Oh, the Isle of Sky. Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. That's where I am. So can you, can you speak to them through the camera? Uh, or how do you inform the children that they're being watched by surveillance by Santa? So, I work on reception, and one of our main cameras goes into the restaurant. So, when they come up from the restaurant, they're kind of looking around, looking at our Christmas tree, <laughs> and I'll point to the camera. Wow. <laughs> I love this. And I ask them, you can't tell anybody, but Santa's watching. That's so good. I'm going to get CCTV for my own home <laughs> for this specific reason. <laughs> This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. As if we've forgotten. We haven't forgotten. It's time for the 12 days of Christmas. We've met five so far. Time to meet the six. Who's this? It's, it's James from Market Harbour. James from Market Harbour? Yeah, otherwise known as Dave. Right. OK. okay. Let's unpack here. <laughs> let's, let's see what's going on. So, um, you know this is all about the 12 Daves. You're called James. Yeah. What's, what's going on? You need to explain. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a weird one, fellas. A, a few years ago, um, we, we were down our local, uh, you know, as, as you do, having, having a couple of beers, and so the group of friends, and my wife was telling a story about me, and, and she turned and said, uh, you know, well, you know, as I said to Dave, and she, 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 sort of, she sort of gestured towards me, at which point everyone sort of was asking about, you know, who are you talking about? And I was thinking, well, who are you talking about? And uh, she went, oh, no, not Dave, sorry, James. <laughs> Easy uh, mistake to make with your partner. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, perhaps a few unanswered questions there, but, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, and ever since then, um, I've been known as Dave, nobody calls me James, really, everyone calls me Dave, uh, get on the pub, it's all right, Dave, another pint, Dave, hello, Dave, I feel a bit like Trigger, off of, uh, you know, Only Fools and Horses. There's a lot of Trigger vibes going on, that's for sure. <laughs> there are, for sure. So, yeah, so I've been known as Dave ever since, even my kids call me Dave, which is great. So, <laughs> so you, you, you'll be an honorary dre- Dave in, in this year's 12 Days of Christmas? Oh, I'd, I'd be, that'd be, I'd be absolutely amazing, honour, absolutely. I would suggest that by becoming a Dave in one of our Daves of Christmas, it actually enshrines you as a proper Dave. You get a certificate well, and everything. 
Oh, I think that's it. And, you know, the days of being James are well over, aren't they? Yeah, leave James behind. So are you a good singer? We're going to call you Dave from now on. Dave, you a good singer? Oh, no, no, not, oh. I don't think oh. so, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Well, look, now that we've got to the bottom of the name mystery and we know what we're about to expect, let's indeed give it a go. Let's take it away. The sixth day of Christmas my true love gave to me. Dave from Market Harbour. Dave from the Midlands. Dave from Chesterfield. Dave from Lee. Dave from Southampton. And Dave from Sheffield. Hey! Do you know what? He's, he's not technically a Dave, but he sings like a Dave, doesn't he? He does indeed. If you are a Dave, want to be the Dave tomorrow, time to email hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is the Daily Takeaway. Can you help us with our dilemmas? That's right, our little nightly feature called Help. You've been brilliant so far this week. I wonder if it's the money that's involved. Copy. It can't be. No, these, no, are, these are good people. It's the good nature of the home time listener. I suspected there's money, but you've got more faith in them, haven't you? I, I, I forgot that there's money attached. Up to £2,000. Is uh, there? Up for, yeah, but they, they're not interested. It's no, help someone it's helpfulness. Uh, let's go to the email. Ben has emailed to say, uh, Home time, I need your help. Uh, we are getting a cockapoo puppy next week, and we are beyond excited. Seeing as he will arrive just in time for Christmas, we want to give him an incredibly Christmassy name. We are open to all suggestions. Thanks in advice in advance for the advice. Ben. Okay, alright. Christmassy name for a cockapoo puppy. Obviously don't forget Ben, a dog is for life not just for Christmas. Uh, But if you're going to name it for Christmas, I like this idea. Um, I I, I get accused of going a bit route one sometimes but I go Sprout. It's a good name. I think that'd be a great name for a dog. Here's Sprout! Sprouty! What do you, you like sprouts? Are you a fan of sprouts? I'm not or? a fan of sprouts. So you, you've actually named something you wouldn't eat personally. I would heavily season it with um, bacon, but bacon sprout is not a name for a dog, not, is it? You can't shout that in a no. park, can you? Yeah, bacon sprout. Uh, if we're going to go festive, why don't you call him Strikey or Strike? Strikey? Well, there's loads of strikes going on at the moment, <laughs> isn't there? I mean, can't get anywhere, can't do anything. Okay. <laughs> Looks to camera, quite topical. <laughs> <laughs> they come here for satire and the money. Exactly, that's what yeah. it is. Uh, right, so look, if you've got an idea for, for Ben and the Festive Cockapoo, which sounds like a book, children's book, Ben and the Festive Cockapoo. I'd read that. Now, I know I went with Sprout, and I might have set a few people down on a, a, a certain path there. I love this. Parsnip. What a great name for a dog. Dreadful What's vegetable. That face? Dreadful vegetable. You don't like parsnips? Awful. I love parsnips. They got that, that, they've got, like, hairy, like, underneath them, haven't they, parsnips? Like, wiry, hairy... They have. They're like the underneath of, like, the... the I know what you're trying to say. Undercarriage, undercarriage <laughs> of a cow. <laughs> I don't like him. What about if he's honey-glazed? Not in, he's still not interested. Really? Yeah, but it's an awful veg. I don't call the dog that. All right, not parsnip. Can you imagine, just, imagine shouting that in the park? Parsnip! See? Hey, parsnip! It's not no, going to work. It's not. Colin in Hastings says, uh, name for a Christmas dog, missile, short for mistletoe. <laughs> I need to chat that one through. I don't think that's going to quite work. Uh, and then uh, Stuart Ross still says Pudding as a festive name for the listener's puppy. Hey, Puds. Hey, Puddy. Pudster, the Pudmeister General. <laughs> that's not bad. It actually. does work, doesn't it? Uh, some great stuff coming in. Adam says Vader is in Darth Vader as they'll always feel his presence. Uh, Adam, delete your account. That is terrible. Uh, Powerly says, what about Herod? 
Oh, he's a knockabout fun character from the nativity, isn't he, <laughs> oh, King yeah. Herod? Let's all be reminded of him. Georgina uh, putting forward Terry, you're thinking why, after Terry's chocolate orange. I quite like that. Go back to our previous discussion earlier, another thing that you always would have been threatened with, but it was a good one. Uh, Natalie in Manchester says Cocker Rudolph. I don't know where she's going with that. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Shelley, what's yours? It's Santa Paul's. Santa Paul's. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good... Do you know what, I'll be, I'll be, this is honestly true. When we had a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel when I was a kid, and before it arrived, um, my dad wanted to call it Mr Snuffles. <laughs> And dead serious. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, imagine saying that in front of other people. We called him Murph after the drummer from Dinosaur Jr. in the right. end. But I would say... Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing embarrassing about shouting Santa Paws, the whisper. I guess you could abbreviate it a pausey. Hey, a pause. Well, I know I'd say in the, in the height of summer, I think there's actually something quite funny in being in the park and shouting Santa. I think it yeah. looked like a grown-up who hasn't had a chat with his parents. Christmas <laughs> every day. Shelley, that is so good that we're actually uh, annoyed that um, one of us certainly went with the suggestion of Sprout and didn't think of Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, um, so, Shelley, thanks to our very good friends at Tesco Mobile, we'd like to send £1,000 your way for Christmas. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, thank you. What about that for a Thursday night? Oh, I'm, I'm actually in the gym getting changed and that was like such a shock. Thank you so much. <laughs> How about McLean, says uh, Tracy, after John McLean and Die Hard. Oh, my God, that's a good idea. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, Sam Wilson says, Phyllis Navadog. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of strain of something, doesn't it? Uh, Ryan in Fife says, name for Christmas dog Ebenezer, plus you can shout Ebenezer good when he does something right. I like that. That's good. Uh, Ellie, what's the name for the dog? Um, I think you should call it Frankenstein. Um, Frankincense, not Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein, that's Frankenstein. Freudian slip. Yeah. You concentrated on the nativity, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very scary nativity for me. Um, so talk us through Frankincense. Is that one of them, the presents that uh, baby Jesus got? Yeah, it's one of the um, guests from the wise men, but then you could call it Frank for the other days of the year. And a dog with an old man's name is always the best, in my opinion. Nice yeah. shout. And with your Freudian slip, you've also got a topical name for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it doubles yeah. up. Yeah, I just have to work out a bit Easter in there as well. Good on you. And, and how has your Thursday been so far, Ellie, overall? Um, pretty rubbish, because I've got COVID. Oh, no! Oh. Well, i tell you what might make you feel better. Thanks to the lovely people at Tesco Mobile. We love your dog name idea so much. We want to send you £1,000. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> Is it, pleasure. Um, is it making you feel better already? Yeah, yeah a lot better. <laughs> Money does that. It does that. <laughs> Weird. Take care of yourself and well done. Oh, thank you so much. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's freezing cold outside, so why not stay in tonight and watch a movie? And the film club can help you. What we do is we crowdsource a brilliant movie idea based on someone's wants and needs. That is exactly what Vicky has done. She's emailed us, hometimeinabsoluradio.co.uk. She starts, hey boys, uh, Vicky here. It's a good start. It was a cracking start. I hope your studio is warm. I'm so done with the cold weather. When I took my kids to school this morning, it said minus eight in the car. We're going to be at home for Christmas, but I would love to be heading away to some far-flung paradise. How about instead, for the film club, you guys help me choose a movie set in paradise that I can watch tonight. Cheers, Vicky. Great suggestion, bit of escapism. Yeah, I like this. Now, this is a difficult one because I'm trying to think of, like, beachy-type films, and the, the, the movie that comes to mind immediately is The Beach, which is one of the few films I've walked out of at the cinema. <laughs> uh, it's just the worst film ever. Yeah, it's not one you can put forward. If you've walked out, it's not one you can put forward for this. I think I've got The Beach I walked out of and uh, Moonwalker, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Which is definitely not a paradise Eclectic movie. collection of films. 
films, to be honest with you. So that was, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. I need to think on this. Have you okay. got a suggestion I, I, that we can... I have, I have. Uh, we've been, over the last six months, all of us, at uh, the Home Time Show and those of us here in the studio and our listeners have been on a journey with you, seeing you uh, go from hatred to love of Adam Sandler. I've had a complete U-turn on it. You have had a complete U-turn. It's wonderful. So if this is a new Adam Sandler film, then I'll write it down and watch it. Fifty First Dates. I've never seen that film. It's a great movie. Is it about paradise? <laughs> it's set in paradise. I'm looking for some nods in the studio here that I've made a good suggestion. I think I have. I think uh, Cody and Rihanna just being polite. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, a man is afraid of commitment until he meets until he meets beautiful Lucy. They hit it off and Henry thinks he's finally found the girl of his dreams until discovering she has short-term memory loss and forgets him the next day. OK, can you pull out for me the paradise part of that? Where's, where's that? Set, set on an island. OK, well, that'll, that'll work. <laughs> it's tenuous, but I like it. And that's the highest scoring IMDb rating of any of the films you've suggested in all of 2022. Or indeed any, any of Adam Sanders as well. That's a good point. <laughs> well, look, let's have it then. So, Vicky wants a bit of escapism tonight, mm. a movie about a gorgeous location, paradise, anything goes. A tweet has just come in from Online Busker. He says, Bush, please don't watch Fifty First Dates, Richie's hey? suggestion. It's absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> Time you won't get back, be warned. Don't listen to him. Well, I'm, sp- don't I'm undo worried now. All the good Adam Sandler work that we've all been doing with you. Okay, I don't know what to do. I, I can, I'm concerned sometimes about your movie choices, but occasionally you do hit on a good one. Uh, Vicky is after a film set in paradise because she's done with the cold weather and wants a film to watch tonight that is set in some. Uh, Peridic? Is that a word? Not really, but let's go with it. <laughs> OK, fine. <laughs> Karen's in Windsor. says, new series of White Lotus. I've only read that out because I love it, but it's not a movie, so we should ignore it. Why is it, it. Paradise? Oh, it's, it's the new series is set in Sicily. The previous one was in Hawaii. It is all, but it, it's not filmed, so I shouldn't have read it out. I'm going to go with Lord of the Flies. Do you remember Lord of the Flies? Lord of the Flies. It's yes. a read it at school, and then we watch the the uh, movie. Obviously, there's bad things happen on it. Yeah. Piggy goes for a Burton. Yeah, I mean it's in paradise, but bad things happen. So I still think that uh, Fifty First Dates is standing up quite well. Oh, you're doubling down on I that. I am. I have to. Yeah. There's been some good suggestions come in. Uh, yeah. This um, no name attached to this one. Captain Corelli's Mandolin, which is set in Catalonia, which oh. is definitely... But what's, what's that face for? Well, on the upside, my friend Ed was in that movie. He was one of the German soldiers. Excellent. Which is interesting. Yeah. But what a terrible film. What a terrible, terrible film. I don't recognise what you're saying, because as you know, Nicolas Cage is my favourite actor of all time. But I, I put it back to you, we've, we've had a tussle on this a few times. I don't think he's ever been in a good movie. Uh, the Rock. Yep, I'll continue with that. Um, <laughs> uh, face Off. Still a bad film. Captain sorry, <laughs> sorry, producer Rianne. <laughs> Captain Corelli. Terrible film. He hasn't even got a mandolin. Con Air. Terrible. Rianne. <laughs> producer Rianne's agreeing with everything you're saying there. Both as bad as each other. Both signed up members to the uh, Nicolas Cage fan club. Well, yes, it seems that way. Actually, speaking of Rianne, so we've got another Rianne on, on the phone for us right now. Rianne, please suggest a movie. Mamma Mia. No offence, Rianne. That sounds like a terrible film. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit of a terrible film. It's so, everything's so exotic on there, and the wedding, it can be quite feel good. Uh, do you know what? You. Do you know what, Rianne? Uh, I'm going to risk my reputation here, although... <laughs> what, you, what you can say? Mamma Mia 2 is oh, even better than the first one, oh and it's Lord. really good. <laughs> Well, listen, you can't beat a bit of Colin Firth, can you? So, Can, can you, Richie? Can you not beat a bit of Colin Firth? Well, we are distantly related, so... Oh, uh... I walked into that one, didn't oh. I? <laughs> Thanks, Rianne. 
You're very welcome. Uh, can we just stop? A thing that I've noticed over a couple of weeks that's happening is people suggesting cool runnings. <laughs> Badger and Little Tiger say it's a summer and winter holiday all in one film. It gets it gets suggested every week. <laughs> it does. Let's just knock that on the edge. Such edit. a universal film. Please um, stop it. <laughs> Shane, take Vicky to Paradise. What's the movie? Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold? I've never heard of this film before in my life. I mean, oh, it's awesome. Matthew McConaughey, uh, Kate Hudson. It's one of his earlier ones. Fool's Gold, 2008. Uh, oh, Shane, it's got, a, it's got a rating of five and a half out of ten on IMDb. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> it's a good film. It's a good film. Set in Paradise. I think it's even got Kevin Hart in it as well. But let's specify the, the Paradise bit for us. What is it in uh, Torbay, the English Riviera down in Devon, somewhere like that? No, it's set in the Bahamas. He's uh, looking for a hidden treasure from a Spanish galleon. Check him out. Kevin Hart, Ray Winston, Donald Sutherland, yeah. Matthew McCartney. Connie, Kate Hudson, how has this got such a poor rating? <laughs> it's classic, it's great. So if Vicky watches this tonight, she's going to have a bit of escapism, you reckon, Shane? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Good man. All right, Shane, we'll put it forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. One of the interesting things... Um, that has come out of uh, our producer Adem's illness uh, today. God bless him, him. Him not being here. Normally, it's it's just him here. Uh, if it, if it's not Adem here, it's our reserve producer uh, Nick with his mullet. Uh, but uh, Nick's on holiday at the moment, so uh, with Adem being off and uh, Nick away, I don't know. Is it a compliment or is it a statement about how management feels about us that Adem has been replaced by two people today? Why well, does the job of two people? Yes. I, I, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's it is. It's a compliment for a dem. It's not management worrying about how we'd behave. But Rhiannon and Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you.